Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide the Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offer beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allard. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is ready to defend the fort. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. It's uh, it's game week. It is and game week. And it's not just game week on the road game week. Nope. What We're is back. it? It's We're game back. week at home game week. Yep. You ready to run through that wall right there? I sure am. Let's do it. Let's, let's football. Let's football. Especially after last week, too. Like, yes. Yeah, good game last week. We'll talk about that in a minute. It's also NFL football season. We got a Thursday nighter tonight. I don't even know who's playing, but somebody. I, I, think, the, I think the Eagles are. Sure. Because I heard a report that Gainwell was out tonight, which makes me think that it is the Eagles. That's fair. Who are the Eagles playing? Fantastic question. We don't know. No, but we don't. What'd you What'd you see from your boys, the Titans, last week? I think I'm ready to cut Ryan Tannehill and just run the Wildcat all year. Who's playing opinion. quarterback in this Wildcat offense? You know what? I Wait, are you going to put an actual wildcat back there like Will Levis? That was a good one. <laughs> you like that, that one? That was a good that one. That was a good one. Um, no, but in all honesty, I think the Titans easily should have won that game. Who'd they play? I don't even the Saints. know. Um, who dat? Who day? Who dat? No, it's who dat. Yeah, because the Bengals are who day. Yeah, there you go. Um, we had the game won. We weren't playing great. You did not have the game won because you lost. But, like, we just kept on – letting them come back and like all we were doing was kicking field goals which is like fine whatever but ryan Tannehill just looked so bad and you know there's a lot of times when, like i'll stick up for ryan Tannehill and be like oh the offensive line looked bad they weren't great but ryan Tannehill himself was awful uh he had one right, does it mean you're finally done defending him <sighs> for right now oh boy but all i know is oh, that oh boy he's abandoned it, it happens ryan. every year Ryan Tannehill you let a wide has, a, play quarterback. has a terrible week. Because he's a the wide receiver. The entire fan base is ready to cut him and get rid of him. Because he's not a quarterback. And and then he'll go off for like 350 yards and three touchdowns. He will not do that. And he he'll does throw, it every year. He'll throw for like a cool 217 and one with two picks, and Titans fans will be like, he's back. Uh, no, he is, is not back, baby. Shot. But no, I am legitimately ready to get And honestly, outside of him, I thought the team looked pretty decent. Um the only player that I really wanted to get involved a lot more, of course, outside of D-Hop, was Chigakonkwo, our tight end. He had no catches, no yards. But that's whatever. I think D-Hop at times looked really good. I thought Derrick Henry looked good. He had a 56-yard receiving or reception. But it's whatever. Um, on to a, another part. Oh, you think no, about no, 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 no. On to the better better AFC South team in blue, the Indianapolis Colts. Who still lost. We have the, the exact same record. Hear me out. The Colts lost, but nobody's upset about that loss. That is true. Because Anthony Richardson looked like a good quarterback. Three yeah. touchdown, ran for a touchdown. Yeah, he could be he could be pretty good. You know, I've got him on my bench. I'm on, starting him this week in our Yahoo. I'm league. starting him in. I'm starting him in one it's league. Either this him week. or Trevor Lawrence, and I think I might have to go AR. Funny you say that. I'm starting him against Trevor Lawrence in a league this week. Okay. He just does so much. He's probably a good fantasy player because the running yards. Yeah. So I thought he looked pretty good though. I no, mean, he he did. He looked. There was he some looked time, like a number four pick. There were some times when you're like, oh yeah, he's a rookie, but overall, I overall I'd be impressed. Overall. He has looked like the best quarterback from last year's draft. Yeah, I think so. That's a fair, fair statement That's from a Titans so. fan even. All right. Uh, on to 
college football, I want to take a moment and talk about what's happening in Boulder. Coach Prime. Coach Prime, baby. He's two got and those, oh. He's got those guys working. He's got uh he's got a big one this week too. It's the Rocky Mountain Showdown against Colorado State and Jay they, Norvell done messed up. They Did are, you hear what he said? No, I didn't. Oh boy. So first off, so last week Matt Rule tried to walk back some stuff he said about Dion in Colorado in the preseason. Dion went and beat them up in Boulder, right? Yep. This week, today, Colorado State head coach Jay Norvell said, I told ESPN, and I don't care if he gets back to those people in Boulder, but I take my hat and glasses off when I talk to the media like an adult. Oh, Coach Prime is going to murder that team. Oh, I just just don't think that was the right thing to say. Colorado's going to beat them by 50. They're already the better team. Oh, easily. But then you said, I take my hat and glasses off when I talk to the media like an adult. Somebody play Prime's theme music. This thing's over. It's done. Fire up the yin-yang twins. Can we just talk about this Colorado team, too? I understand he has, like, what, 80 newcomers or yeah, something like that? Something like that. But, like... God bless their SID. Oh, my gosh. I know that. Like, I've heard of their SID. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But, like, it's insane. Because, like, they were, what, a one-win team last year? They weren't good. No, they... I, they were not Whatever good. they were, it was bad. And now they're going to turn it around? They have a guy who could go on and be a Heisman candidate? They have two. Yeah, if you're going to put a... Uh, quarterback in Shador? there. Shador? I yeah. 100% am. I was. He's a first-round pick right now. He is, a, he is definitely a first-round he pick. Is a, he is a top three quarterback in the draft right now. He should be. He 1,000%. Definitely want to see what he looks like. like Even Travis Hunter, season. the thing about him, he doesn't have to have a great season to win the Heisman. If he's good he can on do offense and everything. Defense, if he's not great at either, but he's really good at both, he wins the Heisman. Is he the best two-way player in college football since Jabril Peppers? Mainly played safety, but also played wildcat. Don't, 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 don't even put Jabril Peppers up there. Well, I'm saying, like, right now, it's, yeah, like, he's better than him. But, like, has there been another two-way player that's been both good on both sides of the ball Not since that I then? can remember. I don't think so. I love it, though. He's, I mean, he's so he's good. good. He's really good. No, they're definitely going to mess around and beat them by 50. Um, game day is going up there. So Is it? I didn't, yeah, I didn't game see day that. in Boulder, which should be a lot of fun. I'd like to uh, – is the game in Boulder? It might be. I think they used to play at the Broncos Stadium. I don't really know. Let's uh, let's do some quick research. I'm, I'm fired up. Tio, did you see Prime's uh, pregame speech from yesterday? No, I didn't. Tio was just standing behind him in the crowd. That's Terrell Owens for those that don't yeah. don't know. Uh, in Boulder at Folsom Field. Cool. Over. Ball game. Here, here we go. Here's what the Buffs are going to do next. Let's run down this schedule. Good. So, so Rocky Mountain Showdown. Yep. Win. Against Colorado State. W. 3-0. At Oregon. Toss-up? Where's What's Oregon ranked? Uh, right Bo Nix has been playing pretty well. We'll call that one a toss-up. Yeah. Versus USC at home. Hot take. Give me, the, give me Colorado. You're 4-1. and one. Loss at Oregon. Win at home versus USC. Yep. Arizona State. At Arizona State. Win. W. Versus Stanford at home. Win. W. So what are we at right now? Is that 5-1? and one? Something like one? that. At UCLA. W. Oregon State's looked good. It's homecoming in Boulder, though. Win. Give me the buffs. Oh, my gosh. Arizona at win. home. Win. At Washington State. Win. Their toughest game, I'll, I'll take Utah in the finale at uh, in Salt Lake City yep. at elevation. So what? That's a uh, 11-2 season. 11-2, and two, and I think the – I mean, even if you're 10-3, and three, say you lose that USC game, that's good. 
they they won't catch they won't catch the Rose Bowl invite because that'll go to the, the to the conference champion. Uh, and that's assuming they lose to a couple of those games, but they'll go to like the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. It's, good it's just like. I was season. definitely one of those. Like, I love Coach Prime. Now I he's probably going to run the table. Now that me and you just said that, so yeah, everybody else send send it to him. Yeah, Clip don't, it. don't 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 put us in there. Please don't, hype video. please don't send this to Coach Prime. I'm saying 13 and 0. Alex is the one that said 11 and 2. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I don't I don't need to make any enemies with Coach Prime. That guy's got it going. Give me Colorado. I just love at the end of his pregame speech when he says, "Where's my theme music? Where's my theme music? I love it. It's electric. All right, enough Colorado Buffaloes talk. How about the Austin P Governors? Let's talk about them guys. Soccer last week, Alex. What happened out on the old pitch? It it was a rough week on the pitch. Um, Govs drop a 2-0. So they were up in Indiana for back-to-back games. Uh, they end up dropping a 2-0 decision against Southern Indiana. That was a game where we just could not find our footing. Um, we on, honestly just didn't have a shot in the first half. I think they outshot us like 5-0. Um, offense just couldn't get it clicking. Second half, we had a pretty good stretch of shots, but couldn't really get any to connect on net. Ended up you know getting shut out. Next game, play Ball State, drop that one 3-0. That's a good Ball State game, or Ball State team. Uh, that's a MAC team. They're going to be probably right around mid-conference in the MAC. I think. I think they've got a really good team with some really good offensive weapons and a good goalkeeper. Um, but end up dropping that one. But at the end of it, that's the end of non-conference. It's a whole new season now. Goes turning their attention to uh, the home opener, the ASUN home opener, later today, actually. Tonight? Yep. Right at? 6 p.m. Where in, at? In Mobroso. There you go. All right, to the volleyball court. Uh, one and two week for the Govs. Started out the Stashville Challenge with a 3-1 to one win against Valparaiso, and then you uh, had Indiana. That's a big 10 team come in. Indiana wins 3 to nothing. Hoosiers get out of here as the Stashville Challenge champions. Uh, and then another tough one, the Govs had, what, nationally ranked Western Kentucky in the yeah, building? They, they were receiving votes at the time. Um, so, yeah, they end up dropping that three-setter to Western Kentucky at home on Tuesday. Um, you know, you see it's 3-0, but at the same time, I think we played – that's probably the best match we the have played. The first two sets were really close. They were both 25-21. Those yeah. were well played. The Struggled a little bit in the third one. Western got a big run going, and yeah. not much and you could do from there. It was just one of those things that, you know, Western Kentucky has had, to their standards, a down year. They entered the preseason ranks in the they top They were only 20. receiving votes they in the top 25. They were only receiving votes, and – I mean, you could tell that it's not the same Western Kentucky team as years before because they had uh, quite a few service errors and stuff like that. But at the same time, I feel like we had a lot of points on service errors. I want to say I want to say it might have been fourteen or fifteen in a match. It was a big number, but you know that's a good Western team. At the same, you know, those are two really really good opponents in Indiana and Western Kentucky. You just gotta you gotta put those behind you right now. There's still time left in non-conference before we. Start serving up ASUN action in a uh, couple weeks. Should we go to the golf course? Let's go to the golf course. Men's golf team uh, played at the All-State Stream Song Invitational Stream Song Resort Black Course down in Bowling Green, Florida. Tenth uh, place finish. Gov shot even par for the week. That's a two over in the first round, a two under. Or no, excuse me. Two over in the first round, even par in the second, and two under in the third. Uh, Reese Britt played the first round, had to withdraw. He got sick. Uh, just so it was just tough, tough sledding down there a little bit when you know that every score in the lineup is counting because you've only got four guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, freshman Seth Smith played really well again. He went 73. That's an even par. He went four under in round two. He went two under in the next round. He finished tied for 12th. He was under par for the weekend. Jacob Folkscholler struggling the first round with a four over. Even par in the next one goes uh, five under in the final round. 
We take he those. just got back from Denmark like three weeks ago. Really? Yeah, I mean, he, he was home for the summer, and he's just – I mean, he obviously he was playing golf in Denmark to get ready for the season, but he just got back right before school started. Yeah. So he's still getting in the swing of things. He's a really good player. 68 kind of showed that in the final round. Uh, Daniel Love and Logan Spurrier rounded out the lineup for the Govs in the final two rounds, but never could really get it going too much. It's a tough tournament field, 10th uh, place finish. But you like where things are going. You yep. like if you have Reese Britt out there the whole time. Yep. He's your best golfer. You feel really good about that. Jacob Falk Scholar gets things going again now that he's back in the country and getting his feet back under him. Mm-hmm. Seth Smith's really good Seems like as a freshman. I mean, he led him this week. He was second behind Reese last week, and Reese was the ace on men's golfer of the week. So not a bad person to be behind. Uh, Logan Spurrier and Daniel Love, both good players too. Tough weekend, but honored we go. Women's team, maybe the most impressive second-place finish they've ever put together. Why do you say that? First round, fair to say Erica Scott's the best golfer on this team. We're all, yep. we're all okay with that. I would think, I would say we're so. all okay with that, right? Erica Scott, first round of the season, seven over. Right. Not good. Not great. Not great for her. What does she do in round two, same day? Six under. You know, that does – that's a 66. That ties her own record for the second-best round in program history. Golly. You know who also holds the first-best round? Who's that? That'd be her. She's got one, two, two, and two now. So, pretty good pretty good there. Scott good goes enough, even par in the final round. She finishes tied for ninth, right? So, she shoots one over, tied for ninth. Mm-hmm. She's the Gov's top finisher, and they finished second overall. Wow. Because the rest of the team – you had a 16th place finish from Kaylee Campbell. She shot a three over. You had a four over from Maggie Glass. You had a, I'm doing math in my head here. Uh, you had the freshman Jillian Breedlove. She was really good in the first two rounds. She went one under in the first, three over in the second. Uh, both of those are counting scores, obviously. And then she had a tough round. She went 11 over in the final round. What really hurt the Govs in that last round is uh, they had a 10 and an 11 over. So you have to count one of those two scores. Mm-hmm. And. You lost some spots, but your your finishers went T9, 16, T17, T42, T51. But because of where, like, the group finished, you're still able to put together a second-place finish without having a top-five finisher, without yep. having a top-eight finisher. So it's impressive that they that they didn't have anybody crack the top five and put up a second like. The team that beat them had T7, T7, T9. Yeah. We had one person in the top 15, second place, because they're just, as a group, they're that good. So right. you minimize some of those bad scores, mm-hmm. and you can have a bad score in a round. It hurts when you have two. Yeah. You have to count one of them. But I'll trust that team all any, day week. All day. day the week. They're going to be just fine. We'll be, yeah. Um, Erica Scott showed what she can do. Like I said, bounce, to bounce back from a 77 with a 66, mm-hmm. that'll play. Yeah, it will. That will play. Alex, football game happened last week. It did. Where was it at? Uh, it may have been in at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville, Tennessee. Did we have fun? Uh, <laughs> it was weird. Not cheering on uh, the Vols? It, it was weird. Um, there was a – the first – I was ready to go on the first drive. I, I, I felt weird all day. First drive happens, and they call an illegal block on my man Chandler Curtin, mm-hmm. which was soft. And they're like, well, it sh-, and someone corrected it and said it should have been a launching penalty. No, he hit the guy in the chest. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Not a yeah. penalty. It was it was a soft call, and I'll die on that hill. Um, as soon as they called that, I was mad. I was ready to fight. 
and I was I was ready to fight anybody wearing orange. Mm-hmm. As soon as they, as soon as I was like, my guys can't win down <laughs> eighteen to eleven in this one. We can't play the refs too. We're already playing the orange. Yep. We don't need to play the stripes. So I was mad right there. But man, we played, we outplayed them in the first quarter, three to three after one. Uh, up until the last Tennessee drive of the first half, it's six to six. Traded mm-hmm. field goals and they got it going. And I mean, you put Tennessee inside the ten. Joe Milton's going to find the end zone. Yep. With his, I mean. Who's, who's bringing down that guy when he gets a head of steam? Six yards out, quarterback draw, goes untouched. Mm-hmm. I mean, their O-line is massive. Yeah. And you're giving that guy a hole, like, whatever. So, 13-6 at halftime. You'll take that. Mm-hmm. Tennessee comes out, though. They get the ball first score again. Milton drives him down. Hits a quick five-yard hitter to Keaton. Um, we got on the board late with a 52-yard touchdown pass from Mike Dillow to Trey Goodman. We took away the deep ball. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to do against a team like Tennessee. I mean, we sold out. We sold out on the deep ball. We're not, you're not going to beat us with the deep shots. Right. And we know that because we run the same offense. Scotty yeah. said it post-game. It Everybody knows that. If you watch the two plays, the same offense. Everybody knows that. We took away the deep ball. Our team mm-hmm. knows what to expect. They want, they want to run, 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 hit a mm-hmm. quick, take a, take a shot. Right. They didn't hit any shots. The one long touchdown pass they had, 43 yards to McAllen Castles, was like a hitch that he just – he's a big tight end. He turned around and rumbled 43 mm-hmm. yards to the end zone. Yeah. It's uh, it was a weird one, but like, Tennessee had a bunch of drops on the short balls, mm-hmm. so that also, I mean, I, our defense played really well. I thought our safeties, I, I thought Jaheim Ward played the game of his life, two breakups and a tackle, and he's a guy that's been here for three years now, and he's been on the field, but he's never like been out there. Extended periods of time, yeah. I would say, and. I mean, you look at him. He looks just like Shamari Simmons. That, he's, that he does. He's 6'2". He's a long safety. He hits hard. He'll play in coverage. What's stopping him from doing that every game? Right. How deep could this team be at safety, too, if Jaheim Ward pushed together the best season of his career? It would be frightening. Because you've already got Xavier Smith, who was at Colorado last year. He wasn't at Colorado because he sucked. Yeah. You get to Colorado because you're a good football player. Mm-hmm. And he gets here. He's been great. And he had to leave the Tennessee game a little early, banged up, but he's back. Yep. He's a really good player. Michael Rutland's a Princeton transfer, so that guy's got four years of experience and the smartest guy in the league. Uh, you get Benji Johnson back, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a deep safety room. Yeah. And Scotty made a good point. Teams, Winning teams that he's been a part of don't give up the deep ball. Yeah. And I'm trying to think. This team hasn't given up one. I think all the touchdowns they've given up, even the long passing touchdowns are short passes that just get a lot of racks on it. Bring them out to the outside and see you. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I'm, I mean, overall, you know, I'm very optimistic after yeah. the ten. I yeah. try to tell everybody that that first game was kind of a fluke with the defense playing 13 minutes in the first half or first yeah. quarter. Uh, I don't think people believe me until Saturday. Now everybody's on that train. I think it's uh, like you hold the number nine team in the country to 30 points. You hold the best offense in the country to 30 points. Yeah. Historically, over the past two years, who's better on offense than Tennessee? Not a soul. Nobody. Uh, stat of the day was three teams in the Josh Heupel era have kept Tennessee without a touchdown in the first quarter. That would be the 2022 National Championship Georgia Bulldogs. Pretty good team. The 2022 Florida Gators, oh, who always give Tennessee fits. Right. And your 2023 Austin P. Governors. They were driving with a minute left in the first quarter, and I had that one teed up, and I was just sitting there, fingers crossed, don't punch <laughs> it in, don't punch it in. And they got a big, big gain, and they got down. I think it was inside the twenty. 
maybe it was maybe it was like first and goal, something like that, on like second down, and they tried to run it again, and Sam Howard stuffed the running back Heck for a yeah. four-yard loss, and they had to kick it. And when I tell you, I almost came out of my out of my seat <laughs> and through the window in the press box. I was fired up, fired up for my guy Sam Howard, who also played great game, thirteen yeah. tackles, one and a half tackles for loss. Love seeing him out there getting it done. Goes with the top two leading tacklers in the UAC with Sam Howard and Tyler Law, one in T1. Yeah. 23 each. That's 15th in the FCS. Mm-hmm. You'll take that. And Credit to the day. D-line for getting those guys loose. Yeah. So, you got anything for football? I don't think so. Cool. We'll talk more about uh, this week's game against my hometown team, my real hometown team, the ETSU Bucks. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers are coming up to Clarksville. In the meantime, what better way to get ready for this football game than with our interview, which is sponsored by the Flats Off Madison. But do you know who the interview is? I think I do. It might be QB1 Mike DeLillo. QB1 Mike DeLillo joins the podcast. So we're right back with the interview sponsored by the Flats Off Madison right after this. You were living downtown, driving all the old men crazy. Joining us on the PCAST, we've got the starting quarterback of the Austin P football team, Mike DeLillo. Mike, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. We're glad to have you here. You're the first quarterback on the podcast, I think, so we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But first off, how are classes going today? How is the semester going? What, three or four weeks in? Yeah, three or four weeks in. I, uh, I'm in my master's program, so luckily right now it's all separated into eight weeks, so I'm only taking one class for these next eight weeks. Those eight-week classes when I did my master's were pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. And you're all online? Yes, sir. All online. So how does that help your schedule? Is it just you have the flexibility to do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever I want. It's completely online. There's no, like, Zoom meetings I have to do at a certain time. It's kind of just at your own pace. So I can be ahead two weeks. I can be whatever. So, really, I'm just playing football here, which is awesome. Are you ahead two weeks, behind two weeks, or right on time? I'm ahead two weeks right now. I, that's kind of what I figured from you. You're not, you're not a procrastinator, <laughs> no, are you? No. You, you get stuff done. All right, let's talk about football. We'll start. Uh, you played high school ball at Cooper City High School, mm-hmm. Pembroke Pines, Florida. Yep. 1,400 passing yards, 900 rushing yards senior year, second team all-county. Take your talents to Florida Tech. Mm-hmm. What led you to stay in the state of Florida, go to Florida Tech? Yeah, it's actually kind of a an interesting story. Um, I wasn't highly recruited at Cooper City until my like end of my senior year. Is it a big school? Uh, a day, yeah, okay. definitely a big school. Not a big football school, okay, but definitely a big school. Um, so my dad is a retired fireman, and that's what I was going to go do. Like as soon as I was at high school, I was going to go right into the fire academy, EMT school, and do that because I wasn't getting recruited out of high school at all for for football. And then until my senior year, I started getting uh, picked up by a couple of smaller D3, D2 schools. And then I went to an Ivy League camp kind of thing where a bunch of the Ivy League schools kind of came to all one camp. And I got a lot of interest from like Dartmouth, Columbia, Princeton, and places like that. So I was actually was verbally committed to Columbia. I was going to go to Columbia. And, okay. they pulled, and they pulled my offer away. I called them, whatever, didn't return my calls. I was like, wow sucks so I was fully committed to go to New York go to Columbia and then I was about to go to Johns Hopkins and they fell out of the top 10 um, of schools in the nation and they they stemmed it from athletes coming in their school bringing down their GPA so when they got bumped they changed the requirements to get Mm -hmm. to Columbia so I had to get a higher score on my tests that I already 
tested four times to get. So then that we're kind of going back and forth with that. And Florida Tech had been with me the whole time, talking with me, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? It'd be awesome to stay in Florida. Like, my grandma can come see me play. My aunt, my uncles can come see me play. My brother, who's in Orlando, is an hour north of me. So it kind of just all worked itself out. And I verbally committed to Florida Tech that day. And then a week later was signing day, and I signed to Florida Tech. I want to take a detour from Florida Tech for a second. The difference in Fireman Academy and Ivy League School. <laughs> not that the Fireman Academy is not an easy thing. It's a tough thing to do. But, like, yeah, you're going from Columbia, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and you were thinking about the Fireman Academy. That's yeah. A, that's a big turnaround. No, it's definitely – it was definitely a, a very, like, drastic change of pace. But – like I said, since I was little, like my, I'd always like take your child to work day. I was always in the fire department. I was always in the fire department watching my dad do stuff, doing the cool stuff they they showed for the the kids. That's so why I, I always want to do that. I still almost want to do that. There's still part of me that would like to do that. But like I said, I got the opportunity to go play college football, and and I did it. So all right, Florida Tech. Where is Florida Tech? Florida Tech is in Melbourne, Florida. It's so near the beach. Yeah, right on the beach. Probably ten minutes from the beach. That that doesn't suck. No, it's it was it was definitely super cool. It was definitely it was in like I said, my brother was in Orlando, who is an hour north of me, mm -hmm. hour fifteen north. So it was two and a half hours from home and about an hour away from him. So So you redshirt that first year? Yes, sir. Then you have a pretty good year the next year. Seventeen hundred passing yards, twelve twelve touchdowns, uh you run for eleven more touchdowns. It's a pretty good team, right? Very good team. Very, very, very good team. I like um so I didn't play that first year. And the second year, I was like going in to be a Wildcat quarterback. I wasn't going to be the starter. And the first game put me in as a Wildcat quarterback. I ended up scoring like the go-ahead game, game-winning touchdown. It was, it was an awesome road. I think we played Savannah State was that first game. And as that kind of built and built, he got hurt the second game. He like tore, messed something up in his knee. I'm not sure what the exact injury was, but messed something up in his knee. And I ended up getting the start for like three or four games. And he came back. And then we were just kind of playing the two-quarterback system for yep. the rest of the year. It was interesting. What was that team's record? Do you have any idea? You can't find Florida Tech football. No, I want to say we were like anymore. seven and four. Okay. And we just missed the playoffs that year. Because the year before, we, we went to the playoffs yeah. my, my redshirt freshman year. I think we were like also maybe – we ended up being seven and five because we lost in the first round. So I mentioned it. That's a good team. There's a lot of players from that team that are still playing college football. Yes. At the FCS, at the FBS level today. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. But they shut down the program after that season. Yeah, it was kind of a – it was kind of interesting. We, so we go into that spring – um, I think, I mean, I don't really understand the, he, the other quarterback that was there was coming back. I think we're going to stick with that two quarterback system or I may have gotten the start. I, I, we really don't know. It's funny. We kind of joke about it today. Me and him are actually still good friends, but, um, we go in and how the spring worked there was in here. We start after that spring break and we kind of, we kind of go through mm -hmm. all that process there. It was, we started in the middle of spring ball was spring break. So we got a spring break, a week off, and then we came back and finished spring ball. So we go home on spring break. I go to Fort Lauderdale. I'm hanging out with my, my family and seeing some people. A couple of the guys from the team actually came down and hung out on the beach with me for a couple of days, mm -hmm. just kind of relaxing and getting away from football. And we get like a text or something that says, hey, COVID has had an outbreak. We're not allowed to back on campus, so you get an extra week back home. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I get to see my brother for another week. I see my family for another week and my buddies that I haven't got to see, whatever. So obviously, as we all know, that week turns into months and we never go back. Mm -hmm. And then early in the morning, I'm cutting the lawn with my dad and I come back and my phone has the most text messages and notifications I've ever had on it. Like I'm freaking out. And the one I see is my head coach has called me, Coach Englehart. And I was like, oh no, this is like, if this isn't good. So I call him back, whatever he calls me, he's like, hey, there's no easy way to say this. Florida Tech doesn't have a football team anymore. And I was like, What? He's like, yeah, when you were out, we tried to get a hold of you, but we had a like a player Zoom. We told everybody. How how he told me was 7 o'clock, he got the call. 
Then he like met with the president. Eight o'clock, he met with the coaches. Nine o'clock, he met with us. And within that two, three hour range, Florida Tech was just gone. No more, no more football. No more football. Can't even find the football team on the website anymore. No, it's it's crazy. Luckily, when you first got here, they still had the website up, so I could still go back and read your bio and get some yeah. stuff for you. But it was quick, and me and you have talked about it not on this podcast before. You had a guy that went and was an All-American linebacker at Kennesaw State. Mm-hmm. You have other players that are still out. We'll play teams, and you'll be typing in a roster, parentheses, Florida Tech. Mm-hmm. There's so many transfers from that team, and it's a good program. Yeah, no, for sure. There's like a lot of – we still have group chats, and I still keep in touch with all those guys. It was definitely like a really good group of guys. And, and the coach just got a job, right? Yeah, so he actually, the head coach, and a lot of the guys from that staff coached at Presbyterian last year. That's what it was, yep. So second game of the year, we come home, and like six, seven, eight, or my previous coaches are on the other side coaching against me. I'll never forget, I was talking to some of the boys back home. They're like, dude, you got to put it on them for Florida Tech, whatever. So I'm kind of laughing. And, you know, I went against their deep. My, my freshman year, I was on the scout team, so I went against the starting defense. And, you know, going against them for a full year, you hear their calls. You know what they do. You don't – it's kind of like subconscious almost. Right. And I'm out there on one of the drives, and I hear them make a certain call for their base defense that I know exactly what's going on. We actually end up scoring. Trey Goodman has that option route and scores that play because yep. I knew what they were in. And it was so funny. I'd tell that story to all the guys, and they started cracking up. I even told the head coach at the end of the game, and he was like, damn, I probably should have changed it. Probably, probably should have changed it for yeah. you. All right, so Florida Tech shuts down. You're in the transfer portal. You go to MTSU, Middle Tennessee. Uh, just one game in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then 2021, you kind of talked about how you started out as a Wildcat quarterback. Is that kind of what you were there in that during that season? Yeah, it was it – was, it was, well, yes and no. It was – It depended on the game, really. It, yeah, exactly. So, like I said, that played just that one game in, in 2020. It played against Troy. And then coming into that 2021 season, I was the third string. And – they had me in wildcat packages, but I wasn't sure if they were going to use them from week to week. It kind of just changed. Um, and I think it was the third or fourth game. Maybe it might have been just the third game. The starter um, had some personal issues and left the team. Mm-hmm. Left. See ya. So it was the backup, which I was really good friends with, and then me, now the third string. So now we all got bumped up a peg. Mm-hmm. So now he, now he kind of had a meeting with both of us. He was like, listen, we're going to we're gonna go with Chase. Chase Cunningham, who was the guy in front of me, and he was like, Mike, but you're going to be involved every single week in a big package or a Wildcat package. And that's kind of when it stemmed from there. And then three weeks later, he actually ended up hurting his knee. Yep. And then I started the rest of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think it was a Southern Miss game, yep. and we ended up winning that game. But, yeah, it was an interesting ride to kind of get to starting and playing and whatever during that season. You got to go to the Bahamas Bowl. <clears throat> yeah, I did. What that, was that one like? It was awesome. So, uh, t- personally, for me, the – even cooler experience was the FAU game prior. Okay. So we're five and six. Right. And obviously FBS, you got to win six games to be eligible for a bowl game. Six FBS games. Yeah. Yep. So FAU is five and six. We are five and six. Whoever wins this game, like all the bowls have been slated. We're like one of the few teams who hadn't like that. We're just waiting to see what. Who's chips FAU's fu- head coach that year? Willie Taggart. Not Lane Kiffin. Okay. No, Lane Kiffin. No, okay. it, was, it was definitely Willie Taggart. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> that sounds right. Yeah. So. We go into the game, whatever, and I'm. They end up starting a freshman over me. Uh, for pre- previous weeks, I'm still the Wildcat guy coming in, whatever. And we're down 17 to three at halftime. Now the FAU game is in Boca Raton, which is like 25, 30 minutes from where I grew up. Right. So. So you've got the whole family there. No joke. Like we, ha- my dad had a connection with some administration at FAU and was able to get like a crazy amount of tickets. So I didn't because you know you get away games, you only get like two tickets. So I right. wasn't able. And so. My dad got 112 tickets 
and used 102 of them. So there's 102 people that I'd grown up with, family, friends, high school, like teammates, everybody. So your dad just took the fire truck around town I'm handing out tickets. Pretty much. Come watch Mike play. Yeah, like come post, watch Mike play. Posting on Facebook. He's like, hey, I got tickets coming out of my ears. Come on, come to the game. So we go to the game. We're down 17-3. The guy that was in actually had uh, like an ab injury or something, and he couldn't play the rest of the game. And they're like, Mike, you're in. So I'm like, all right, this is like, like you couldn't even write this any better. It's the best game for it to happen. Exactly. So we end up coming back. We end up winning that game. And it was just a crazy experience. Like in FAU, my whole family's there and come back and win the game to be bowl eligible. Um, and then, like you said, go and go ahead and get uh, go, go to the Bahamas Bowl, which is just another great experience. It's a, it's a weird one to play in, I feel like, because not a lot of people go to the Bahamas to play football. No. It's kind of like that basketball tournament the uh, uh the Maui Invitational where you have to go to Hawaii and you're going on a trip to Hawaii but oh you also have to play a couple basketball games yeah exactly that was kind of so I think the game was on Friday December 17th and we got there on Monday morning like super early I want to say we left Murphy's Murfreesboro like 4 a.m five days in the Bahamas before the game it was insane and like they, they obviously they give you a, a stipend for the bowl game so and another thing which was a I don't know what they were because we played Toledo. I don't know what Toledo and MTSU were thinking, but we go to the Bahamas. We stayed in Atlantis, like that's where we stayed on the resort. So that's where we stayed. Toledo was that the game? Nope, never mind. Robbie was at Kent State, not Toledo. I was like, yeah. did you play against Robbie? In that <laughs> one? No, that would have been crazy. But we get there, and like I said, we get there on Monday, and we practiced every day. But there's a casino, there's water parks, there's a bunch of other things, and everything to that you that you could do in the Bahamas was you had to be 18 years old. So everybody on the team can do whatever they want. Everybody on the team can do whatever they want. So like, and luckily my parents actually came to the Bahamas on like the Wednesday and Thursday. And like, I'm going to get like lunch with my parents and like, we have to walk through the casino to like go right. to wherever we were going. Blinders on. Yeah. And like all like our coaches are doing like gambling over here. Other players are gambling over here. And it's just like, everyone's like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? It was like such a surreal experience. Like how, like obviously it's completely legal. We're allowed to do it, but it was just like, how is this? something that you're able to do through college football, which is another crazy experience, but yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was cool. That's, that's a different bowl game. I feel like it's not like, it's not like any of those other ones. All right. So Bahamas bowl, you're in the portal again, you graduate from MTSU, you start getting recruited. Mm -hmm. What's your first call with Scotty Walden? Like (laughs) insane. I mean, like it, I, I got the call and my head, my, Offensive coordinator that was at Middle Tennessee had left, and he went to FAU. And he's calling me, and I'm kind of asking for some advice because I feel like he was in my corner at MTSU. And we're kind of going back and forth, and he's like, hey, these guys at APSU, like, love you. And I was like, yeah, I got a call from their head coach the other day. And he was like, how would you feel? I was like, it was the most electric phone call I've ever had. And he's like, yeah, well, they're crazy about you, whatever. So kind of phone calls keep going back and forth and back and forth. And the whole time, like, this is my third time going through the recruiting process. Yeah, you've done this a time or two. I've done this a lot. So like. Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of have this like, you know, with, with being an offer pulled from Columbia, with having certain things happen throughout my thing, I'm like, you know what? Things aren't what they seem right. in the transfer portal and recruiting, whatever. So my first thing is like this, this is obviously some sort of show to get me to come to their school, which is, which is super nice and super great. But at the end of the day, like I want this to be somewhere where I want to like call home at the like, end. You're of not the day. sure if this energy is a real thing. Exactly, because when you talk to him, it's like it's it ne- almost seems fake. Yeah, but it's never not. It's fake. not. It's not fake. So then I come on my visit here with my mom. We come here and 
watch practice, watch us, watch us, uh, us a spring practice, and then meet with Coach Walsh and talk ball for like an hour and a half, two hours, watch film. He asked me my whole story. We kind of go back and forth. And at the end, um, we're leaving, and my mom's like, all right, so we're going to Austin P." And I was like, Mom, I have other visits I have like just to go on. She was like, oh, well, you're going to Austin P." And I was like, yeah, I know. Because she, she's obviously – that was one of the first times she sat in with like a coach and had that whole – like yeah. spiel thing and I'm like listen I, I've gotten that before like it's nice but like you got to try to see through the lines here whatever but no obviously it has been the exact same since I committed he's never stopped never stopped so it's he's he is who he is was any of it that you wanted to play in this type of offense this kind of high-paced fast offense with a lot of I mean there's a lot of decision making on you in this offense is yeah that what kind of interested you a little bit most definitely um I think the best offenses that I'm in is when it's the RPO, the quarterback has a run game element, and there's deep shots that are involved in the offense. Cause I, and that's exactly what our offense is. And when he got, like I said, during that whole breakdown, we talked about, you know, loosely, he didn't want to give me too much information. But Yeah, in case you didn't come here, right? He didn't, he didn't want to give you the playbook yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we sat and had a lot of conversations, showed me some film, and it was definitely an offense that I could see myself being in, which was a huge advantage also really liking the offense. So you throw it a lot more here than you have at your pass stops because mm-hmm. you run a lot of wildcat packages. Mm-hmm. There were games where you were the guy, but mm-hmm. there was a, a lot of the time you were just working as a wildcat guy. Yes. Did you, what was that like? Was that a little scary? Was it different? Did you just have to readjust to it? I mean, I didn't. You see, knew you could do it. But. Yeah, like, so that's the thing. I never saw it as anything different. I, it's funny. When I got to college and I became the wildcat guy at Florida Tech and then fast forward to become the wildcat guy at Middle Tennessee, my dad's like, are you like running over people in practice? What are you doing? I'm you like, you look like Jerome Bettis out there. In yeah, exactly. So I'm like, no, not really. I really don't know how I got this, you know, perception of me just, I'm a running quarterback. Like that's kind of what the perception was at every school I went to. You threw it a lot in high school. It seems like we, we threw it a decent amount. We threw it a decent amount for, uh, for who I mean, we 1500 were. yards in high school is nothing. Yeah, it was, it, it was. And that's the thing where we, like, I think on average we threw the ball maybe 11 or 12 times a game. Okay, so you're taking deep shots there, too. Exactly. So it was kind of like I never – in our like our, off, our offense in high school was pro style. It was eye formation, bootleg, counter, power trap. You get downhill and run Like, ball. that was it. So I think, like, for me, it wasn't anything that I was too worried about. I mean, I knew I could do it. It was just having a coach that was willing to let me do it. After as good as your first season was throwing the ball, do you think some of those coaches are like, man, maybe we should have let Mike throw the ball? Yeah, I hope so. I, 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 I hope, hope so. so, too. <laughs> All right, so you get here. You win the starting job your first year, that first camp. Uh this year coming into camp, you, you're, you're the guy. You started every game last year. We know you're the quarterback. Did that make camp a little easier? Were you able to step into more of a leadership role with the offense and kind of put maybe more of your style into it? Yeah, there was definitely part of it that was – it was like I, I've never gone into a fall camp knowing that I was going to be the quarterback. Okay. So the first ever camp that I've gone into knowing like, and obviously there's competition in every single room, but had a good feeling that right. I you start every game last year. You're the oldest yes. guy coming back. You, you have a good, good feeling that you're going to be the starter. And, but I think the positive in that is that, yeah, I, I, there was a, there was a lot more things that I could branch off in leadership wise and kind of start taking roles like help helping other roles in, in position groups on our football team. And in that aspect, but also there was a little bit of me that like didn't understand that I was going to be the guy because I'd never really experienced it. So I kind of was like, I'm still competing with these guys every single day. Right. We have we have like a chart that we show every day, and if I wasn't top in completion, top explosive plays, top of like I was pissed. Right. So like I still wanted to be the best in that room regardless if I was going to be like I wasn't given anything. But you know what I mean. Like er, I still wanted to earn the job more than anybody else in the room. So you and Coach Walden now two years into this mm-hmm. thing, or just about two years. Yeah, yeah close enough. Are you guys? 
I mean, basically one brain at this point. You're finishing each other's sentences. That's what I've heard from him. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 definitely uh, it's pretty crazy. Towards the end of the year, last year, it was really in in, in full swing. Mm-hmm. Just by the 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 way we game plan thing, I've game plan things. I've never been a part of an offense that's like this because sometimes, like at the both places I've been before, when you game plan, it's kind of a coach thing, and then the coaches tell you what the game plan right. is. Here, not that I have a say, and I'm running the whole game plan, but he runs things by me. He's like, "Hey, are you comfortable with this? Are you not comfortable with this? How do you want to start the game? What do you want to do? How do you want to do this?" And I think that. That in itself helps me tremendously, and the fact that we are both communicating throughout the entire week, when it comes to a third and short or a third and long or a goal line, like I know exactly what he's going to call. Like three or four times in the Tennessee game, we called timeouts or we walk over. Literally, we're both saying the same exact play to each other at right. the same exact time. And I, we, we we called one of the plays, and he started smiling. He's like, "Yeah, you're reading my mind." And so, good thing it's happening in week two, not in week eight or nine like it did last right. year. So, so let's talk about that 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 fourth and two first drive of the Tennessee game. Uh, <laughs> 45 yards what what happened why you said that the guys are telling you to unhook the trailer yeah they were they were which i thought was pretty rude but uh, it's a no. little rude no but it's but it's it's, it's fair i it's got fair. ran down by an sec <laughs> those it's, guys are pretty quick it's fair but um yeah no we actually it was it was funny like the third down before was loud and i'm like wow third downs are really loud like we're gonna have trouble communicating then the fourth down they realize that we're going for it and the crowd just kicks it up a notch like it was I couldn't hear myself think. I was trying to communicate with the O-line what we were doing. Luckily, we kind of signaled it all in just in time with like four or five seconds left. We get the play in, and I make one cut, and I just like all I see is just orange fans and like a checkerboard in the end zone. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I just take off, start running, whatever, and I start to see a guy behind me, and I'm like, and the first thing I thought in my head, I was like, okay, this guy can't punch the football out. Like, I've had a You're 30... like, I got to lock this Exactly. One <laughs> like, I'm going in the red zone. Like, we got to secure points somehow. Like, who knows if we're going to be back just here hold again. hold on to the ball. Ex- exactly. So, I was like, so I just covered the ball up and then got tackled for like 10 yards and landed inside the 20. But it was, it was awesome. So, uh, anybody that comes watches a game, if they're at the game before it starts, they see before the team goes back to the locker room, you and Coach Walden in the end zone. Mm-hmm. There's a pregame hug. There's a conversation. What, what are you guys talking about? I've always wanted to know. Yeah, so um, that's a tradition from another head coach and a quarterback that he spoke to me about, and he said that he always liked doing it just to kind of clear my mind and, like, clear his mind just to know we're we're on the same page. So pretty much he goes in there and just – it's just positive affirmation and all that stuff, and then he'll pray for me and kind of just say that, you know what, we've prepared all week. There's no reason to be, you know, nervous, whatever the case may be. And it was it was definitely something good that helped me early on when I was here just to kind of give me that much more, like, you know, confidence going into the games. But now it's kind of translated to me and him just kind of just chop it up in the end zone. And he <laughs> still prays for me and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's definitely loosened up a little bit since we've since, since I've gotten here. All right, that's enough football. Let's talk about the other sports you played. In high school. <laughs> okay. Uh, you played volleyball and wrestled. Yeah, I did. I want to start with volleyball. Uh, uh-huh. Beach or indoor? Indoor. Like, this is real in, – like, you're real. on the high school team, not mm-hmm. a club sport. No, it's high Your school. High school has an indoor volleyball team. High school has an indoor men's indoor team, yeah. What position did you play? I was a back row setter, so I never came off the court. So I was – so when I was in the front, when I was in the front, I was like a an outside hitter, and then once I got to the back row, I, I would set. And there was another guy that was also a setter, so me and him never came off. So it was – I think – I don't remember the numbers, but it was like one yeah, in, yeah, yeah. One in four, I so think. So you guys were always so – so we would, one of you was always in the front row for rotation. One exactly. Of you so when I was in the back, I would, I would set for him, and then vice versa, we would move around. But it was kind of like a 
spur of the moment type thing. Like I was only playing football at the time. I think my first year I did it, I was a junior or a sophomore. I think it was a sophomore the first year I did it. And I stopped playing every, like every other sport. Cause I had wrestled early on in high school. And then I did, I was like, I want to do something in the spring. Like I'm bored. Exactly. I'm all this time. Like I do all this preparing in fall for football. And then when the season's over, it's like, I have all this free time to do nothing. And I was like, I just want to go home and play video games. That really wasn't my thing. So I, I just saw there was a men's volley, and I, one of my friends was on the team from the last year. He's like, just come out and try out. And I was like, okay. So I come out and try out and made the team, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Then end up playing, like, every single game for them. It, it was fun. It was, it was a really cool experience. Did you ever think maybe I should, maybe I should go play college volleyball? No, because <laughs> we, played a team, we played a team who had a commit to, like, I want to say, like, Wisconsin or something crazy like it was a Big Ten or SEC yeah, yeah. school that he was committed he was he was volleyball all the way and I had like the way our rotation was I followed him for the rotation so every place he was I was supposed to block all of his sh whatever because I was I guess they picked me to do it I don't right really, I don't know why I wasn't the most experienced but they wanted me to do it so I'll never forget like the first set whatever like third or fourth point he comes up I go to block the, and my arms are too wide ball bounces like off my face and like goes out and I, it was like the hardest ball that's ever been hit ever and I was like yeah, this isn't for me. I definitely not. I'm not gonna try to eat these for the rest of my life in college. I don't think men's volleyball gets enough credit. Those dudes are freak athletes. Insane. Like Insane. They're, they're giant. They can jump. And like, you see, like, like in in high school volleyball, like when you like, like smack a, a, a like a, a the volleyball down on the other side of the court when you like have that, it lands like almost towards the end of the court, like because there's no yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. The guys aren't tall enough, but the Guys that play college and professional, when they jump up and, and spike the ball, it goes maybe three feet from the net, which is just insane. So before volleyball, you mentioned that you wrestled. Yep. What class did you wrestle? <laughs> so my freshman year, I wrestled 126. What are you right now? Like 215. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. How many years did you wrestle? Uh, just the one. I wrestled like throughout my eighth grade. Kind of like for like not for the high school, but with the high school and like trained with them for like a full year in my eighth grade year, but I wasn't allowed to do anything. And then the, my freshman year, I did wrestle just all all freshman year. And that was it was fun. It was good. My, my dad was a was a wrestler in high school. He's a very good wrestler in high school. And that's kind of how I got it. Like when we were younger, we would always kind of wrestle and he'd teach me moves when right. I was like eight or nine years old. And then I saw a flyer when I was in eighth grade. It was like Cooper City like wrestling come and try out with the team whatever and i go over there and i i just loved it it was it, it, it was really fun and now uh, we would come home and he would teach me some things he'd show me some old 1988 footage of him wrestling in high school but it was it was cool that's kind of why i did it was because of him but then i got like i said i weighed 126 and yeah, you had to put on a lot of weight yeah and then i started to kind of grow a little bit more and then all the guys started to like really love wrestling and wrestling was their sport and football was my sport and i was like well i'm gonna put all my eggs into football football rather than try to do both so any other sports i should know about i played soccer a lot growing up when i was a kid i played soccer until i was probably like 14 years old okay and baseball till i was like i liked like baseball football soccer was the rotation right from when i was four years old till i was like 15 what position in baseball shortstop okay yeah you mentioned it too when we were talking about uh last week Clayton Gray uh he was in some plays you were in some plays yeah in elementary school I was in elementary school nothing I was. nothing no, no superstar roles like Clayton Gray uh no definitely no super well no no the, the you were two, never a Jonas brother I was never a Jonas brother no but we had the two plays that I remember being in was like Stuart Little and I was like 
a boat captain or something. You were not Stuart Little. I was not Stuart Little, but I just don't know how I wasn't because I was about three foot nothing. I could have filled the role for Stuart Little pretty well. And James and the Giant Peach, I don't remember what I was for that, but that was definitely two plays I was in when I was like in second and third grade. All right, so I mentioned it before. I think you're the first quarterback. I've, you're, I know you're the first one I've interviewed. I'm not sure if Colby ever ordered, interviewed one of our old quarterbacks before. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the question I've got for you. Uh, who is the best fictional football TV show or movie quarterback? Wow. You've got the most insight on this one, so you're the, you're the expert. Mike Winchell doesn't count. Friday Night Lights was real. <laughs> Friday Night Lights was real. Um, I might get some hate for this, but Miss Sunshine. That's real. Yeah, I think I might. That's a real movie. That's a real, like, it really happened. Yeah, well, all right. Well, then I can't use that. Um, Ronnie Bass is your answer, though. If, if, if we can take it. Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if you could take it, that would be my answer. But if not, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but the varsity blues quarterback. Yeah. I don't remember drawing a blank on his name, but that's my favorite football movie is, is varsity blues. Varsity blues. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna, uh, uh, it was for me, it's, it's one of the Friday night lights guys, but yeah, Matt Saracen's not too good. He's just, he's just out there winning games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Friday night lights, you a big Friday night lights guy. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Walton loves that. movie. He loves it. We were at, and he uh, get and he gets so mad when people don't like. We have like sometimes we get to know our players and like he'll have the question like stand in front of the team say your favorite football movie. If you don't say Friday Night Lights, Coach Walton's saying something to you. I heard him one time say I write Wiggle Thirty Four Switch, <laughs> and they had no clue what it meant. No. He was so mad. No, he gets he gets pissed. It was uh, I saw that that way one time, and then he said it to Bryce one time, and Bryce knew exactly. And Bryce was like first state championship baby. Yeah, and he was so fired up. Yeah, he was probably the happiest he's ever been. <laughs> it was wild. All right, you're wearing a fifth floor hat. Yeah, Jordan Goku talked about fifth floor two weeks ago. Tell mm-hmm. me, tell me about how fifth floor came to be and what it is. Yeah, it was uh, my freshman year in college, uh, 2018 in December is when it started. We uh, lived on the fifth floor. Me and my uh, best friend from high school, we played a fourth floor of the dorms. Yeah, the dorms. Okay. Yep. So we, it was Roberts Hall was the name of the dorms. Roberts and, Hall at Florida Tech. Roberts Hall at Florida Tech. We were on the fifth floor. Me and my buddy, his name's Mark Brent. Um, and he was my best friend all through high school. We played football together at Cooper City. We went to Florida Tech together. He ended up transferring right before the program left. He went to Florida State just to become a student and hang out. And two other guys, Josh Padrick and Peyton Cleveland, we, which I met at, Flor- at Florida Tech. They were one kid is from Cocoa Beach, which is right by Melbourne, and then Vero Beach, which is also right by Melbourne. Two offensive linemen, a receiver, and a quarterback. We were all just sitting around. I think one of, one of the other guys' buddies had started a clothing company and like, we were kind of like making fun of his design. We're like, oh, this isn't cool, whatever. And then one of us was like, oh, we can definitely do something cooler than that. Right. And then it kind of just snowballed into like, wow, this actually isn't a terrible idea. Like we're freshmen in college. We got like, we, we said we had nothing to do when we were student. We were five, six classes playing football. Doing Yeah, we had, you we had, had stuff to yeah, do. we had a bunch of time apparently <laughs> on our hands, but we, we started it. And, um, I mean, we've come a long way from where we started. We had these old like raggedy t-shirts that like, we're not comfortable at all, but it was just had our design on them. We thought it was like the coolest thing ever. All of our buddies bought them and wore them. And then we started like getting better and better products. And like, it's helpful that I've gone to three different schools. I have three different bases of yeah. people that want to <laughs> order some fifth floor and get some merch. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's come a long way. Coach Walden was wearing a fifth floor hat one time at yep. practice, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the spring. Uh, you're the CEO, right? Is that your title? Yeah, that it, that technically is my title. I'm the CEO uh, my buddy Peyton Cleveland is like the CFO. He runs all like the shipping and the social media and all that stuff. I'm just kind of just when we do ordering stuff, I kind of run the head on that and, and designs and stuff like that. What's next for Fifth Floor? 
I have no idea. No. <laughs> I would. I mean, our our goal is to get like somewhere in a store. That's kind of what we always talked about. Like, kind of just where to like find like a mom and pop like clothing store, the clothing store that we can just be like, hey, this is our stuff. This is kind of what we do. Kind of showing some things. We have a lot of like we have everything logged from who's bought what, when, how they've done it. So we have everything logged from five, six years ago. So we have a d decent amount of like records of what we've done. So we we, we could do it. It's just kind of going out and doing just it. Just got to do it. All right. You have one brother. I do. Alec, right? Alec. Yep. How, how old is Alec? How's the age difference in Alec the household? Alec turned 25. He's 25, uh, February 21st. So he's older than you. Yep. Two years older than me. All right. Did Alec play sports growing up as well? He did. He did. He played baseball, um, baseball and football. What was the uh, competition like in the DeLillo household? Very competitive. Yeah. Always. I mean, fights. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. He bullied me so bad when I was a little <laughs> kid. He was always bigger than me. I was super tiny growing up. And um, he would always bully me. Like, I wouldn't say bully me is the wrong word because it was definitely looking back on it now. It's it's like so we have like some videos of it and it's hilarious. Like I think I was just a wimp as a kid. He's just beating on you. Oh, just beating. Just sh like and, like it wouldn't even be anything. Like we'd be walking into the hallway with each other. He just shoved me into just the wall. Stuff. And I'd just be like, Come on, dude. I have a younger brother. Just trying to go I, to the I, bathroom. You just shoved me into the wall. <laughs> but no, he. Uh, we played baseball growing up. Um, like I said, he was always like that two two years and two months older than I was. So like. We never got to play, like, youth sports together. Right, just on the edge of never. Exactly. So it was that two-year gap, so he was always older than me. So, I mean, I would always watch his games, and he would watch mine. The only time we ever played together was in high school. We played football together. So when he was a senior, I was a sophomore. Yep. And I started on varsity as a sophomore, and he what was, was my center. Play? center. Center, okay. So uh, he was my center, which was really cool. So you talked about your dad wrestling already. Your mm -hmm. mom played college softball. Mm -hmm. Miami did. Who's the best athlete in the family? I'm gonna get hate for this because everyone's time we're gonna hear some, some stuff. Well, apparently my mom likes to say it's her because she before me was the only member Seems in our like family. This conversation has been had. Before. This conversation has been had, but I, I will say, I will say, my mom was a very good softball and soccer player. Okay, but I think I get that from her, like that athleticism from her as well. But my dad is a very athletic dude, like can do, like any sort of sport like always firefighters growing up, are in shape they're good athletes and so in the firefighter stuff they would play a lot of softball leagues they would do yeah. a lot of different league like kind of stuff and they had wrestling leagues and stuff so he would always play in that but i would say me definitely me i'm the best athlete in the little family <laughs> I, I expected that answer from you <laughs> all right so uh, before you come to austin p you got your degree at mtsu commercial construction management yep you're now getting a master's in management yep what's the plan do you have any idea what you're doing after football or are we going to keep throwing the ball around i would love to keep throwing the football i would love to whether that's uh fingers crossed playing in the nfl getting a chance to do that and get a camp invite um playing canadian football arena football xfl there's there's definitely opportunities to play football if i would like i've gotten reached out to by a couple places um overseas in like germany and italy to play in those leagues which i think would be a, a crazy experience we just had a player win a super bowl in italy uh-huh yeah, yeah yeah the running back Ahmad right? Tanner, Ahmad, yeah. yeah Ahmad. Um, but yeah, there's definitely opportunity to play football. And I think that's really what I've, I've come to terms with, with I, what I really want to do. And if that doesn't work out, um, I'm cool with, I've played a lot of football. It's my sixth year in college. I've played a lot. Yeah. So, um, I want to be a project manager and then end up getting my general contracting license in construction and kind of owning my own construction. I think that's the end goal, but coming out, I think I want to be a project manager. Football first and then, then go to the construction. Yep. Cool. Yep. All right. Uh, last question before I rapid fire questions. Why Austin P? Why not? <laughs> Why not, Austin P? Like, like I was kind of saying in my when I was talking to Coach Walden, there was there was zero red flags. It was almost too good to be true. And then when it, you you come here, it's exactly what 
you were spoken to about. I mean, the the city is amazing. There's a bunch of places to go around and hang out in Clarksville. It's a great area. You're right next to Nashville, which is another great area to kind of hang out. Um, the coaching staff here is phenomenal. I mean, every student athlete and student that I've met here is is top notch. And I think, like you said, why Austin P? Why not Austin P? I think it's it's a super great area. I would recommend anyone to come here and play sports. Love it. All right, you ready for rapid fire questions? Sure. What's do your it. favorite word or saying? <laughs> You got Goko on this, and you stumped him. He had no idea what he He's was like, going to say. I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he like I don't know where his his brain was going. I don't know what he was thinking, but we definitely do have some sayings that we kind of joke around and, and and say to each other. But we all, I mean, you know, the I mean, we start every practice by like we dog check like our our football team. Yeah, <laughs> we scream like dog check, and everyone starts barking. So like <laughs> we we always will run around and like someone will like trip and fall and be like, yeah, you just got dog checked or like something like that. So I think that's kind of the dog, recent dog check, dog check. Who that's took our, over the dog check. Cause I, it was Brody last year, right? Yeah, it was Brody. It kind of was like, banged up. yeah, it was kind of like he would do it most of the time. And now it's like dog check by committee. There is, <laughs> there's a lot of people dog checking, <laughs> which, which is good. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It fires me up when we're at practice. Like, I mean, you're out there super early in the morning, six 30 in the morning. And then all of a sudden a guy who, is super quiet or someone that you would never respect like Jack Baker, one of our other tight ends comes up there and starts screaming at you. It just, it can't help but fire you up. I need so, the video with the Jack Baker dog. Oh, Jack. it's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> What's the last book you read? Um, the same one, uh, the art of strategy. I had a, I had an artist strategy class that I had to read. It was kind of comparing like war strategies and business strategies yep. and how they correlate. So it was the art of strategy. What's your worst habit? Biting my nails. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? There's 0% chance I can do that. Zero. No. All right. That is, fa- that is really far. Who, who thinks they can do that? Me. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can walk a mile in 10 minutes? We, we started this argument when I was but in school, me and my friends. What are you considering like a walk? Can we like speed walk this or like? I mean, you got, it's a walk. A walk's a walk. Everybody knows what a walk is. When you see a walk, you know it's a walk. Yeah. Can you walk a mile in 10 minutes? That's the question. We had this argument. I don't think so. Yeah, none of my friends think I can. So I would like, I mean, we should try it out. No, because I can't ask this question anymore. It's true. That's true. So I can't, it's for the sake of the podcast. It's never <laughs> happening. Uh, what's one rule in any sport you want to change or add? Change or add? Um, hmm. That's a really good question. Huh. I think, I mean, you have to, I have to stick with some sort of football. You know what I don't like? The illegal man downfield. Okay. That is like the worst. Like, that is like, I, I hate that rule because you get a huge play and some lineman is instead of being one and a half yards down the field, he's three yards down the field, not even touching anybody, and your 80-yard touchdown comes back. Yeah. And that just irks me. I think there should be some sort of like... Window? Yeah, like not even necessarily a window, but like if he's downfield just kind of looking around and not touching anybody, has no effect on the play... Let he's, it, if he's not blocking anybody. Yeah, he's not allowed. Now, if he's 20 yards down the field, like, on someone's just neck. Just driving a safety. Yeah, yeah. that, yeah, that <laughs> is, yeah. We, we shouldn't be doing that. But if he's kind of just running around, then it's just still, it should be a touchdown. It shouldn't count against us. What app on your phone gets the most use? Hmm. I mean, TikTok. Big TikTok guy. Yeah, I'm you a big. make TikToks. Uh, yeah, but they're, I mean, not not really. I mean, the TikTok guy is Trey Goodman. That oh, is, I know. That we, is the TikTok guy. He was here. He'll always, he'll always try to get me in on all of his TikToks and stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big TikTok maker, but I do enjoy it. I mean, I've, I've gotten my, my algorithm set up perfectly where I get, the, I get like the movie quote, like the movie sections of like, well, they'll, okay. just, they'll play like a scene from like Goodwill Hunting, which is like, I'll just sit there and watch the whole movie on TikTok. <laughs> I'll just scroll or like, I've got my algorithm down, but TikTok. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Gift I gave somebody. 
Hmm. Um, my dad. My dad. His his birthday was July thirty first, and he all of his him and all of his uh, buddies play pickleball. So I got him like a badass pickleball bat. <laughs> That's that's not what I was expecting <laughs> you to go with there. All right, who would you cast to play you in a movie about yourself? <laughs> who I think would play me or who I'd just want to who play Who would me? you pick to play you? If I were to pick anyone, it would probably be Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds or like, Matt, or like Matt Damon. Yeah, it's Matt Damon's answer. like my favorite actor, but I think Ryan Reynolds would be like awesome. Ryan Reynolds is a good answer. Yeah. Uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? Uh, Party in the USA. Yep. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. If you could go to any concert, who would it be? Right now? Right now. Um, I really would like to go see, uh, I don't know if you know who they are, Greta Van Fleet. I've heard of them. It's like a new rock and roll like okay. band. And they were actually just in Nashville, and it was during fall camp. So you missed it. So I missed it, and I couldn't yeah. go, and I was, I was a little upset. But that was definitely, I, I love their music. It's like new, it, they really sound like, like, Led Zeppelin. That, that's who they sound yeah. like. And I would really like to listen to them live. What is the one place in the world you want to visit the most? Hmm. Probably Italy. Okay. Yeah. I actually was fortunate. My parents took me to Italy like three or four years ago, like right before the whole COVID thing happened. And it was like, it was gorgeous. It was, I would love to go back. Like went to Florence and Rome and Positano and all that. It was, I would love to go back to Florence. Florence was like my favorite place. Back to Italy. If you could have <laughs> any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Any three people ever. That is a great question. Yeah. So they could alive or dead. Alive, dead, anybody you want. Who? Um. My grandpa who passed away probably like eight years ago, just okay. to kind of be like, hey, this is kind of what's going on. Just, just catch up. <laughs> yeah, with just right. catch up and let them know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. Um. Peyton Manning. Okay. Got to have a quarterback in. That's my favorite quarterback. That. Before you even said that, I was like, oh, this is a great time that I should ask Mike who his favorite quarterback yeah, is. Yeah, that's that. I mean, Peyton Manning. That's, that's my it's guy. That's the best answer. That's, that's my, my guy. favorite guy. That's, that's, the, that's the guy. So, Grandpa. Peyton. Peyton Manning. This is a hard one. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like some. It has to be like I want to get like, a, like an act. Oh, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen, Peyton Manning, and Grandpa. That is a. It's a heck of a dinner. That's a great dinner. <laughs> uh, let's let's circle back to Peyton Manning here. Growing up in Florida, what's your NFL team? Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. So Miami Dolphins. Do you have a college football team growing up? Miami Hurricanes. I'm Miami. You're I'm, a Miami guy. Miami Heat, the Marlins. Okay. Hurricanes, Dolphins. Dolphins. But your favorite quarterback, Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah, that was a uh, point of contention. I imagine. Definitely in our, in in our house was so. My mom is actually from New Orleans, so her whole side of the family is Saints fans. Yes. So when the Colts played the Saints, when the Saints stole the Super Bowl from the Colts, stole the Super Bowl. So I'm, the Colts recovered that onside kick, and I'll die on that hill. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, when I was like what nine years old, I thought the same thing. I had my Peyton Manning jersey on. I'm like crying because like they lost the Super Bowl. I didn't want to go to school the next day. Yeah. So actually, it's funny you just said that. So. I had this thing growing up. My mom and dad would like, they wouldn't let me miss school like at all. My mom was a first grade teacher. Okay. Retired first grade teacher. So I went to the elementary school that she was at. Like, so I was never allowed to miss school. But I got one day a year that I got to miss. And it was the day after the Super Bowl, which was like the best day ever. I'd stay up all night, watch all the Super yeah. Bowl stuff, stay up to like one, two o'clock in the morning at like eight or nine years old, sleep all day. It was the best. It was, it was awesome. Um, I will still not accept that the Saints won that Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. It's tough. But also, like, you know, I like Drew Brees. I'm a Drew Brees guy. So. Oh, see, I don't. I don't because, like I said, he stole Super Bowl from Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, all right. 
who or what inspires you? Uh, my parents. Most of it. I think that's, I mean, they're the reason why I'm here today. Um, count, I mean, my dad's been my coach in every sport I've played when I was little growing up. He was even our receivers coach at, at the high school I played at. And, you know, as being a coach's son, you know, you get the coaching on the field and then you get the coaching on the car ride home right. at dinner the next morning. So it, it really never ends. And like I, when I was younger, I didn't really like it. I don't, I don't think I did. It was, it was tough, but it got me where I am today. And right. I think both of them, the, the good cop, bad cop was definitely something that got me to where I am today, which is definitely them. What advice would you give to your younger self? Don't take it for granted. Don't take anything for granted. If time flies by. Like it, it, like when you were saying all this, reminiscing about all these stories and I'm, all these guys that I've met from Florida Tech. You're like, I gotta go make some phone calls. Exactly. No, no doubt. Literally, as soon as I leave here, there's like three or four guys that I'm definitely gonna call and be like, hey, I just mentioned you in a podcast that we're having at Austin P. But like I said, it's, I'm lucky enough to play six years in, in college and, and play football and do something that I really love. And just like it, it's coming, it's coming gone. Definitely. I can remember my first day at college playing and go, going into fall camp and I just finished my last fall camp that I'll ever have in college. So it's crazy. <laughs> All right. This last question comes from Clayton Gray. <laughs> what is your biggest dream? Clayton went real deep here. Wow. Yeah. My biggest dream. That is a, that's a really deep question. Goku, Goku's was, how would you survive a zombie apocalypse? And then Clayton goes with, what's your biggest dream? Well, well, I expect nothing less from Goku. That is like the best question ever. Um, now, when he meant dream, like just like like my biggest admiration that I want to have is that like when I yeah like I if I, I, I when I die for, like when I die, there's something that I could be proud of, and that's what I want to do. I, it's I it's think this. That's what he wanted. That seems like what Clayton Gray was asking after getting to know him a little bit. Well, if we're gonna go deep, then I'm gonna get deep. Let's do it. All right. Um, so going back to the growing up thing with my parents, I think they were like, like me and my brother were very fortunate as kids have, having them, um, being our parents growing up. I think there was a lot of tough love and I think that's where it got us to where we are today. My brother is an engineer and he works at universal studios. He's like very successful in, in his realm of profession. And I think I'm pretty successful myself and it's because of them. So if I could be half the parents that they were to my kids when I die, I think I'll be very happy. There you go. Now you get to ask a question to next week's guest. What do you want to ask on next week's podcast? So I have to follow up zombie apocalypse, zombie apocalypse and, what's and what's your biggest dream? Yes. Really could go anywhere from there. Yeah. They're, they've, they're both ends of the spectrum are covered here. I wish I was prepared with this question. Cause this is a, this, like I said, now if it's such a deep question. Um, Hmm. You could tell us how you'd survive the zombie apocalypse while you think about it. Yeah, it actually would be awesome. I think that's a great idea. Um, how I, that, that's a, I love that question. Goku's great. Um, he had it so planned out. Let me tell you. His 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 answer was this planned man out. Has taken over a Dick's Sporting Goods, one of the two floor ones. Oh, so yes, yeah, so he stays above the zombies in the second out. level. It, is, it can't be a mall Dick's Sporting Goods. It's got to be a standalone because there's the one back home in North Carolina, standalone, two floors, so he can shut off the escalators and the elevators. And he can just have the top floor, and he has a gun rack. That's what he said. That guy's a genius. He's a genius, right? He's got it figured out, I think. And he's, it, got it, he's got it dialed in. See, I was going to go with a Walmart. Okay. I was going to go with it because they have... But, the, only, but you're only one floor. Yeah, that is that is the the tricky thing at Walmart. But it's so big, I feel like you could knock it like a couple aisles down and like like blockade yourself in, like, in an area. You know what I mean? Like just, Right? Well, listen, I'm not prepared for a zombie apocalypse. I guess Goku you're is. Not, listen, your, I, plan, I, your plan I'm, is to follow I'm driving. Bush. I'm driving wherever he's going. That, that's the correct answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, question, question. Um, 
This is the hardest question of the show. I know. I, like, I was rapid fire, killing every single question you gave me. I was nervous. I was going to mess up a question. And my own question I get to make up is the one I can't even think about. It can be whatever you want. Um, okay, I don't want to steal your rapid fire. I was going to say. Like, no, you cannot steal those. It's I know. off the table. I know. I was going to talk about some place like. Um, okay, let's go. What is your firstborn child's name going to be? What is yours? <laughs> Probably Al. Al? Named after my dad. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to name your first child? Yeah. What awesome. are you going to name your first child? But gonna... they have to give me both, girl and boy. Uh, what if it's a girl? I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay. <laughs> you've got it. You've got it. I'm planning on having a boy. <laughs> okay. Plans on a boy. <laughs> oh, all right, Mike. Thank you for taking the time to be on the PCAST. Busy week. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's get away and get TTSU and get this thing Yeah, let's do it. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Some give it to, some give it to, some give it to, to our girls. Five million and forty naughty shorty. Baby girl, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. Chanda Paul said, well, I'm on the way the time. Cool, I want to be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on. And girl, I want to be the papa, you can be the mom. Oh, oh. Another big thank you to Mike DeLillo for taking this time out. Busy game week, first first home game week, so yeah. busy week for it's him. The best time to talk to him. Best time. It was it was perfectly timed interview. Shout out to Clayton Gray for picking Mike to yep. talk to us on a football game week. Uh, that really helped. And thank you to Flats Off Madison for sponsoring that interview with QB One Mike DeLillo, number twelve. Come see him this weekend, mm -hmm. right here at Fort Terra Stadium in Clarksville, Tennessee. Yes, sir. Alex. Yes, sir. We got a lot of new basketball players in Clarksville, Tennessee. We have twelve, to be exact. That's a dozen. It is a dozen. Not a baker's dozen. Not quite a baker's dozen. A dozen. And it's star-studded. Yeah. Give me, give me a quick rundown. Just give me, give me the names. Give me the All names. Right. So, Demarcus Sharp, reigning Southland Conference Player of the Year, newcomer of the year, the Louisiana Sports Writers Newcomer of the Year. Yeah, First that'll, that'll play. Was Every. We don't have time for all of the I accolades. I'm sorry. We, we don't, the podcast he, he's the biggest is already running, he, running a little long. Okay. Talk then, to Mike Lowe And then we got uh, Say Witt, who is a transfer from Lincoln University of Missouri. Say what? Witt. Say what? Say Witt. <laughs> uh, Des <laughs> Lock in. Lock in. Uh, I made you laugh twice now. Des White, uh, freshman, came from the Skills Factory Prep. He is a shooter. Isaac Haney uh, came from Northwestern State. Jamonte Black is the top returning three-point scorer in the nation. Had 122 three-pointers last year. If he does that again this year, he breaks our three-point record by 25. Tell you what, you love to see that. We do. And then he's coming back to Clarksville. Daniel Luce, grandson of the legendary Dave Luce, coming from Christian Brothers. You may have heard of him. May have. Um, our lone returner from last year is Jalen Ware. Uh, he's looked really good in practices. I know the coaches have been so big on him. Um, There's a reason he's back. He's a six foot eight lefty. He's long. He can defend. He'll block shots. He fits perfectly with the dynamic of this team. Yeah. Um, Harrison Black, another guard from Northwestern State. He'll be probably coming off the bench as a two guard. Uh, Desi Jones from Quinnipiac, awesome shooter. Uh, definitely a good player on this team. Watching him and Demarcus go at it in practice has been a lot of fun. Yeah. It it's great. I think for the first time in their college career, they're both playing against somebody in practice that can like challenge them a little bit. Like they're t the like. They're not I like mean, just roughing up on a two, you know? Like Exactly. And honestly, watching practice, the two players that are always going at it against each other is Jamonte and Demarcus. So they were together at Northwestern State last year. Before that, they were at Missouri State where Coach Gipp yep. was an associate head coach. 
I mean, they go at it. it it's because like Jamonte is a shooter. Demarcus is more of like your mid-range specialist, but he can also shoot. I mean, he hit like 50% of his shots on like 29 threes last year, so he's great. Uh, continuing with some of the new com- newcomers, Anton Brookshire came from Iona. Um, Jonathan Dunn came from Missouri State. He's a sophomore. Jordan Wilmore. Is that the seven-footer? That, that is 7'3". Seven, oh, so boy. I, I've talked to our, to our trainers and stuff like that. I said, guys, at Northwestern State, he was listed at 7'3". He's taller than that. This dude's 7'5". I'm, t- I'm telling you. Like, he's huge. He is gigantic. And the thing with him is, like, they were running, like, combine drills and stuff like that today at practice. He's kind of quick, too. Move a little bit. He can. And then Hansel Emanuel, a uh, name that a lot of people have known since he was in eighth grade. Um, he's going to be a big part of this team. I think he's going to come in and be a starter at about maybe the power forward. Um, he turned it on really well at, uh, towards the end of the season. Northwestern State uh, played. He started in the Southland Conference Championship game against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Man, just looking at this team, though, we got some basketball players. They kind of have an edge. They do. And, and another thing that I like about this team is they all have a connection. So even if they didn't play at Northwestern State together, it's like they played AAU ball together. Um, they have a connection with Coach Tim Ward, who's our assistant coach and recruiting coordinator. Like maybe they were coached by him in AAU or travel ball or something like that. And you can just tell that, you know, we're in the preseason. Like it's like the middle of September. But I don't think I've watched a basketball team with as much chemistry as I do in practices. And it's like, and, you know, I was talking to Coach Gip at practice today, and I was just like, you know, this, this is night and day from any Austin P basketball that I've gotten to watch in the last, you know, so many years. I was like, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think these guys are going to light up the scoreboard. They're going to be fun to watch. They're getting, it, getting out into the community, building those connections, and it's going to be good. Basketball season, 53 days away. Let's Some do people it. don't want to hear that. I do. <laughs> I do, and so does that team. All right. To the, uh, to the volleyball team, what do they got this weekend, Alex? So the volleyball team, they're on the road in Kansas City. Kansas City, Missouri or Kansas? Missouri. Okay. Um, it's a good tournament okay. overall. So they're going to start with a 10 a.m. first serve against St. Louis on Friday. The Billikens. The Billikens. I can never remember that. And, like, it's such a unique name, but I can just never the remember. elves, basically. Slew. They look like an elf. They do like, look like an elf. Um, after that, later that afternoon, they're going to play Kansas City. The Kangaroos. The Roos. Because that makes sense. Yeah, of course. That's all you see in Kansas City, right? Kangaroos. Kansas City, full of kangaroos. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you got SEMO uh, at 11 a.m. Their on Saturday. Less exciting, so I'm not going to yell it. Yeah, Red Hawks. Um, it's a good tournament. SLU is a good team. Kansas SEMO's City. SEMO is a good team. SEMO is a good team. Honestly, it's something to say that I think out of the three opponents – that Kansas City or that SEMO is the third best team. Yeah, that's a good team in the OVC. They're always fighting for an OVC title. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a good one. Um, I think we're going to compete. I think especially coming off that Western Kentucky and Indiana loss, I think this team is definitely fired up to end non-conference on a strong note. Um, and they're going to go out. They're going to go out and they're going to compete against three really good teams and uh, hopefully pick up some dubs. Cross-country teams, both of them are in action this weekend at the Pretorius Invitational hosted by Trevecca in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we have a course for that. Do we know what course? I'm sure it's the I, same course as the conference title. It's Percy Warner Park where they yeah. all run all the cross-country races in Nashville. Uh, so it's probably a good chance to get a look at the A-Sun cross-country championship course, which is also in Nashville, Tennessee this year. 
led by a freshman on the men's side last time. Yeah. I mean, that's just a team that, you know, they went out at um, the – Ball State. We Ball, fly Ball State, talent. that's what it is. Um, you had a lot of good showings overall, and you just want to continue to build on that. You know, it's your second meet of the year, freshman. You know, maybe those first meet jitters are out of the way now. Get some confidence before the next one, because after that they've got the live and loose cl- – the live in lieu cross country classic. Try to say that. No. Do do it now. Live, what, hold on. Let me the live in lieu cross country. Live in lieu cross country classic in Louisville. In Louisville, hosted by Louisville, so you know that'll be a big meet. Yep. With an ACC team running the show, so get it dialed up for that one. Mm-hmm. With your uh, in two weeks. Yep. Alex soccer team tonight. Mo Broso. Uh, they're over at Mo Broso, so we're gonna play Bellerman. Um, to, at 6 p.m., we're expecting a really good crowd. I know it's Govs Cup, so a lot of the student-athletes are going to be out there cheering on the Govs. Um, this is a different Bellarmine team than last year. I think you were there whenever we played them last year, and they were a team that would very much just hang out in the defensive zone. I was not there, but we talked about it on this here podcast. That's right. Um, they're a different team now. Uh, they were 1-7-9 and nine last year, I believe. I believe that was tied for the, the national lead in draws. But this year, they're 3-2-2. Two, and two. They've already surpassed their goals from last year, uh, tripled their wins. They're going to play in the offensive zone a lot more. I think they're not going to be a full front, like just hugely aggressive offense. But at the same time, they are night and day different than last year. And then after Bellarmine, the Govs will kick off a three-match road swing beginning in Richmond, Kentucky against Eastern Kentucky. That's uh, – it's a good Eastern Kentucky team. I feel like even the even in the OVC, they're always maybe not the best team in the conference, but they're always like above the pack. Um, so that's going to be another really good test. We played them really well last year. That's who we played on senior day. It was a 3-2 loss, but, you know, we're a new team this year. A lot of new players getting some of the freshmen going now. And like I said in the uh, previous part, it's a whole new season now. Whole new season. Uh, both golf teams are back in action again this week. The women are going to play at the Hoover Invite, hosted by UAB. Hoover Country Club in Hoover, Alabama. Uh, I expect them to be just as good or better than last week. Erica Scott is, if not the best golfer in this conference, she's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a really, really good group behind her. Kaylee Campbell had a 16th place finish. Jillian Breedlove had good flashes as in her first tournament. Katie Foshog had an under par round in the first round. Maggie Glass, who was in the lineup all last fall, and is in the lineup for most every team we would play yeah. just got knocked out of the lineup late last year because Katie Foshog started playing so well, and you had two fifth-year grad transfers on the team. So mm-hmm. they are—they uh, don't—they don't—they uh, don't rebuild. They reload down there with Jessica Combs running the show. That's right. Uh, men's team: Grover Page Classic, Jackson, Tennessee, Jackson Country Club. That's UT Martin's event. Go there every year. Uh, had a pretty good show in there last year. I believe it was one of their better finishes of the year. It's a course that a lot of our guys should know being from the area even our kentucky guys uh are, are from near the area so they may have played it we have a lot of kentucky guys but expect a good showing for them get reese brick brick feeling better get him back out there and see what can happen it's always a good tournament ut martin always gets a good crowd out there at the uh, jackson country club mm-hmm. alex to the tennis courts to the tennis courts we go so also be women's tennis will officially kick off their 2023 fall season with the apsu fall hidden duel it's a good tournament, a uh, good tournament field. 
Uh, you know, Coach Sorbello Morrison's always going to bring in teams like like we got Murray coming to town. We got SEMO. Those are two, pro- I'd say, the two biggest rivals in program history. Probably the two best um, teams. In, well, Murray's not in the OVC anymore, but they CMO. were. The, it was Austin P, SEMO, and Murray were the three best women's teams yeah. in the OVC. SEMO, far and away the best team in the OVC now that the Govs and Murray are gone. Uh, also going to bring in Alabama Birmingham. That's another good team. Um, and then Cumberland to round out the tournament. It's going to be a dual style tournament, so you're going to play essentially like you would in the spring. Um, Govs are going to face, and we also have Chattanooga, who the Govs are going to open with at 2.30 on Friday. After that, the Govs are going to face UAB, followed by SEMO, and then end out the tournament against Cumberland. So it's a good showing. Uh, you bring back the majority of your team this year. Um, what day is that tournament? It is Friday through Sunday. Oh, so we're hosting a tournament this weekend. Yep. I, I'm locked Spaced in. Spaced out. I'm locked in. I'm uh, locked in. I'm back in. <laughs> But, uh, no, it's, it, it's a good tournament field. Um, looking to pick up some wins and just show what this team's going to be about. All right. Shall we go to the gridiron? Let's do it. Game of the week. Some might say. E-T-S-U. The Buccaneers coming to town. Uh, I'm fired up. I am fired up. I can tell. We are playing another FCS team after a weekend at Tennessee last week. I think that the Govs are going to do what not maybe not whatever they want but i think the Cubs are going to have a really good weekend i think so too etsu uh tyler riddle's been their guy at quarterback he i think he's questionable right now is, yeah. is the that, that was report. the last thing that i had heard as well he uh he he played against jacksonville state not a great showing baron may came in and had a good game against nai naia carson newman so count that for what you want um man i think the defense is the defense is healthy. They're getting guys back. They made it through those first two weeks pretty healthy. Uh, They're going to be swarming. I'm I'm excited to watch this defense. They hadn't got a pick in the first two games, and they're a team that under Scotty Walden, we intercept a lot of passes. Yep. They don't have one. They have two fumble recoveries, which is, which is good. We like mm-hmm. to see the ball get punched out. But those boys are going to be antsy to get a pick. Yeah, they are. And when they get one, they might go a little crazy over there. That they will. Uh, I mean, it's a home opener. I mean, it's against ETSU. It's an in-state rival, so you know they'll probably travel pretty well. It's going to be a great environment. I might call my shot on the pick. I've got, I've got two. Okay. I've got two. If I'm calling my shot, I want Corey Chapman. K. Chap's going to get one. Yep. If not Corey, Sedarius Doss is my guy. Those are my two. I've got. Let one of the returners get that first one. Let me tell you, when that seal gets broken, they're they're going to start. Can I, let me call start a, taking passes. Let me, here. let me call a shot. I don't have a specific name. But I'm going to say a defensive lineman gets an interception in this game and BJ Raji's it into the end zone. Okay. It's be like a tipped pass. A D-line kick. pick is your call. A D-line pick for a touchdown. All right. That's, that's an interesting one. <laughs> um, on the offensive side, ETSU is going to run, it, from what it looks like, a true 3-4. Okay. Which tells me that's a bad day for their outside backers in coverage. Yep. Because... They better, they better put some DBs out there. Otherwise, those linebackers are going to be hitting the oxygen hard mm-hmm. trying to run with our, our receivers. Uh, however, despite the fact that it's a 3-4, I think the Govs run for 200 yards. I think that's fair. Uh, Austin P. the Southern Illinois team was big, so we didn't run the ball great against them. Uh, ran the ball a little bit against Tennessee, but it was mostly Mike and RPO stuff. It wasn't really advantageous for our team to line up and run into Tennessee's defense, I don't think. It's just mm-hmm. – why would you do that? Right. They are bigger. They're an SEC defense. It's just not smart. Yeah. Uh, now, however, 
I'm pretty sure that like CJ Evans and Javon Jackson have combined for hold, please. They've rushed a total of 27 times together for less than 100 yards. Okay. You tell me those guys get held out three games in a row? Not a shot. Those two might eat. <laughs> that they will. It definitely seems that way at least. It is. It is time. Those. Those are those. Going into the season, I said they were our two best skill players. Right. It hasn't been in their favor to just pound Javon Jackson these first two weeks. It might be. Might be time. Might be time to let him out. We're going to see. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'll take the Govs running for 200 yards. I think I'll, I'll get with you on that one. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in on that one. That also counts Mike DeLillo, great runner at the quarterback spot. Uh, we talked about that with him on, on the interview, but I think, I think we're going to run the ball really well. I think if they do run a 3-4, we're going to take shots at those linebackers. Um, <laughs> I like I like, I like, like our odds going into this one. Give me your prediction. Austin P. Yes, obviously. 45-17. to 17 Jacksonville State got the Bucs. Uh, um, let's see what that one was. We're going we're gonna to look that up real quick. It was a big win for the Gamecocks, and that was their first FBS game. Jacksonville State got them 49-3. I want a 50-burger. Okay. I want, like, like 53 to, like, 21. Something. Maybe less than 21. I'm, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get real wild with it. 50, like, 53 to, like, 14. Okay. Big one. I want a big one. Let's see. Got to get back in the win column, make a little statement. That this team is the best 0-2 FCS team in the country. You could definitely argue that for sure. There's a couple other UAC teams that I think would like into that conversation, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll, 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 we'll. I mean, when your two losses are against a really good SIU team. Yeah, that SIU team goes on the road and beats Northern Illinois, an FBS team. Yeah. 14 to what 11? Yeah, they won the bye game. That's yeah, they, a big they thing. won their pay game. They said, "I'll take my money and that W." Yep. So that's a really good team. That win or that loss, excuse me, looks a little bit better every time SIUE, SIU, not SIUE, goes out and gets a big win. So, anything else? I don't think so. Dr. Christopher McGregor, Matthew Kilpatrick, Shardy Hudspeth, and Trey Price, they've got all the community service opportunities for you to do an athlete. Tonight, Govs Cup game yep. uh, at Morgan Brothers Soccer Field. So get out there and support the soccer team. Get those Govs Cup points. You want to get out there and win that thing. Get out in the community. Do some good. Go help some people out. Uh, they're glad to have you, student athletes, right here back on campus. Alex. Yes, sir. Go follow us on social media. Follow us on X and Instagram at Let's Go P and on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. Would you like to give a shout-out to everybody that's been helping with all those yeah. social medias? Yeah. Big shout-out to, let's see, Maddie, Bree, Lexi. I mean, they've all been killing it, whether it's graphics, video, photos. Maddie's coming out to take photos at Mo- Mobroso later today. Um, it's been great. Social media has been looking really good across all of our teams, and also big shout out to Robin and Baby Raven. Yes, I know. You know, we're excited to get her back. Yep, but at the same time, Everybody glad, else glad that she's it. able to yeah take, take some, some time, time take some time with Raven. The everybody else is killing it. So, let's go. P.com for dates, news, stories, and information. Cody Bush, Alex Howard, Camille Blaylock, Chris Austin, Knox Reeves, and myself. We've got everything you need over there. Alex, sir, tickets. We're on Ticketmaster. We're digital. Yep. So you can buy your single-game tickets for the football season on Ticketmaster. If you want season tickets, 931-221-PAY. That's 7329. Give them a call. Still time to get your season tickets. Season hasn't started yet. You haven't nope. missed a thing. Still not, a couple more days. Not a thing. Basketball tickets, uh, are they out? 
coming soon. Coming soon. Coming very soon. Boys and VIP zone at football call and get that added to your ticket. Why would you not? Free beer, free wings, free drinks, free snacks, whatever you want. You can stand on the field, watch the game. Uh, that's where my family will be this weekend. Yeah. Cheering on the, cheering on the Govs. Cheering on the Govs. Cheering on the Govs. we got a couple of ETSU graduates that are going to be wearing red. Uh, it's a good job. Good job. Pat yourself on the back for that one. Yeah. I got my mom to wear red in Knoxville. It was funny. Oh, uh, wow. It's funny. So my entire family, I had like 10 family members there, and they're yeah. all, my brother went to UT, my aunt went to UT. They're all UT fans. They're decked out. This is my view from the press box. Can you see my mom? Very top. No, right? The one red shirt oh. right in the middle. I took a photo. <laughs> She's the one red. Sh- she's the one red shirt in a row full of people wearing orange. So shout out to Mama Craig. Shout out for wearing that red shirt. She was the only one I could convince. I think she just felt bad for me. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take it. Right. We'll take it. <laughs> Alex, they can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or directly on the website. Let's go p.com backslash podcast. When you find that podcast, what should you rate it? I'd say five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest or let us know if a local on campus event we should shout out? Tell us what would Jimmy Buffett do. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to my dad for taking photos at Tennessee last weekend. They looked great. Awesome. There are some good photos. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Funny you should ask, Al. <laughs> I'd say, oh, there's something tall and strong. Make it a hurricane before I go in.